Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hello, family and friends. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Morning Word, which is Sister Chat. We're affectionately known as your besties. <laughs> I tell you that intro, I'm gonna get through it without laughing. Or maybe you're so good at it. You're Thanks, so great. Dad. I love Aww. it. Well, needless to say, I'm Kay Lattimore. Love it, and my friend, my sister in Christ, my buddy in all things Bible, Stephanie Williams. Hello. <laughs> So guys, you know, it's rare that we talk about uh, pop culture or current events, but we're making an exception because, you know, some things were happening on the grams and the Facebooks that I just thought would be a perfect opportunity to really drive home um, a point that I think is becoming more and more needed in these social media clapback mm, times. Very true, very true. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have witnessed some people fall into the trap of getting into the Facebook beefs and it's never a good look. Have you seen any of those happen on social media where it just one person starts out like Mm -hmm. trying to defend the gospel, maybe trying just to defend Mm -hmm. themselves, not even the gospel per se, but and it's a slippery slope that they slide down um, when 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 you start slinging mud, everybody gets dirty. <laughs> and I also think the other uh, part of that is when we um, open ourselves up to social media, while there are the good parts of that, it can be fun, it can allow you to reconnect, but there, it also opens us up to um, judgment from other people, right yeah. or wrong, wrong. Um, <laughs> but it does, and people feel like they have a, a say in what you, or an opinion in what you post now the one argument is hey you put it out there right but the other argument is it's my choices and i you know i you i I need you to not that you don't i don't need you to validate or not validate those choices that i make or you know but it seems to be that everybody has an opinion and feel like they need to make or post that opinion about whatever you know Others are posting, so I've seen a lot of that. Come on, it's it, um, interesting. Yes. So the the what was that? Maybe that was the '90s or the 2000s. That popular phrase, "What would Jesus do?" has kind of um, fallen to the background because people have now said, uh, "This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna straighten." And I just felt like, you know. This, this event that we're talking about, no need to be mysterious. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I have seen Tabitha Brown, who is someone that I follow, and I know many follow her because she's just this joyously magnetic smile, infectious joy, like just an all-around beautiful spirit, beautiful woman um, who, you know, is not shy about her faith. She is very open and very forward that, hey, you know, I worship Jesus Christ and I'm not ashamed. And she attributes so much of her success to right. her faith. Um, her family is beautiful and, um, 
you know, clearly the things that are happening in her life um, are a result of lots of prayer and lots of hard work. Uh, that being said, another personality, uh, Wendy Williams, who is not quite <laughs> the light that you might see um, as a, a very vocal and open person. Um, I can't say, I, I will not even attempt to say whether she believes or not, but her behavior toward her TV um, personality. Yes, there you go. It, it, her TV personality is one that is very much into the spilling of tea, mm -hmm. um, sharing of gossip, um, kind of taking her take on certain people's personal moments and situations and making of it what she will. And I, just, to, just to interject a little bit. And so as we speak today, let us be clear, we are speaking to her TV personality. Yes. Or the behaviors that were personified by her TV personality. We are not speaking to the person herself because we don't know either of these women personally. And so we can't speak. We can only speak to the, the personalities that, that they are putting forth. And so we want to be very clear yes. because we, are, we don't want to attack. <laughs> You better live the words, Stephanie. That's what the Bible it. tells it, us. Okay. Because we don't talk about the person. We talk about the sin. So that's what we're doing. We're addressing yes. some behaviors. We are not coming for any. That's our blanket disclaimer. There we are not go. coming for any child of God. Amen. <laughs> so anywho, we um, were able to see as it played out on the national right. stage that uh, Tabitha was celebrating something wonderful, some great news. Uh, her success had allowed her to uh, basically retire her husband. He had been um, in law enforcement, and as we know, that's a very dangerous, mm -hmm. uh, very controversial job to have these days. Um, so she was very excited to share that her success allowed them to do that as a family. And here comes Debbie Downer, Wendy Williams. Personality. <laughs> Stephanie's like, I will console HR after every. <laughs> yes, personality, Wendy Williams, in her TV role, commented that, you know, sis, respectfully, you might not want to be so uh, gung-ho, so excited about this great, wonderful thing that has happened because in my experience, once you do that, you will now have opened your family up to a barrage of other attacks. And yes, uh, implying that infidelity would be like around the corner, that uh, her husband would no longer kind of be the man of the family, that he would resent Tabitha mm -hmm. for her success, and just a whole other, like every worst case scenario you could think of. Um, but our friend Tabitha did not respond in the way that many of you probably, well, that I would probably, <laughs> which is to clap back <laughs> and say, mind your business. She did this wonderful, like heartfelt prayer. And I'm gonna read some of it because it was that good. Well, before you do that, oh, let yes. us pray in, um, because we never want to forget to go to God. So let us pray in, because we know that this is a touchy subject already. Yes. So let us go ahead and pray But some in. of the things that she prays for her are going to be some of the things that I pray for our viewers. Okay. So I'm going to just touch on a few of those, and then I'll, I promise you guys, we're going to get to the scripture okay. <laughs> and show 
how this all relates. All um, right. But this is what she said. She said she had seen that Wendy had been a part of, you know, some very hurtful situations. Um, let me find here. Okay. She says, I pray that someone will love you enough to see you when you are not well, to see when you need true support, to see when you need compassion, to see when you need kindness. I pray that somebody loves you enough to sacrifice their life for you. I pray that type of love finds you, that you can understand why I wouldn't want my husband to put his life on the line anymore. And it goes on a little more, but friends, that person is Jesus. I know that Pat Tabitha was praying that in the context of she hopes that Wendy can find love again, maybe in, the, in a husband or a companion. But what she was describing is something that has already been done mm, for every amen. single one of us. A man who walked this earth has laid his life down. A right. man who thought it not robbery to lay aside his deity to walk in the form of man and to go through every kind of pain and rejection imaginable. He did look at us and say, I see you. I see that you have value. I see that you have worth. So let us go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this conversation that we're having. Yes. Father God, I pray that you just season it with all the grace that is possible because we know that these times are ones where people are not seeing the kind of love that you talk about, that kind of agape love where it is unconditional mm -hmm. and where it's able to pierce and, and, and divide and, and get to the heart and the, the true root causes of hurts and pains. Father God, we know that your truth is the truth with a capital T, just like your love is love with a capital L. You are love. So I'm just praying that in this conversation, Father God, that we can address some of the things that are holding people back from um, being able to surrender to you, being able to love again in a way that would allow barriers to come down, walls to come down, and just... Um, for the word to be able to get in there into their hearts and souls and, and have that lid be off so that they can uh, be free, free to worship, free to be who they are in Christ, uh, just free to uh, embrace you know, their, their, their God-given purposes. Father God, I thank you for the women that we're um, sharing about. I, I just pray blessings upon Tabitha and Wendy Williams, yes. Father God, that, you know, in their respective spheres of influence, I know that you have an assignment for these ladies, and I know that you're working things out in ways that we have no knowledge of. So, Father, as we talk, I just want to be mindful and let our listeners know that, you know, this is a great object lesson, but Amen. we by no means... <laughs> have any um, negative thing to say about these women. We just thank you for the opportunity to see your scriptures come to life and that we can love and pray for our enemies, that we can love our neighbors as we love ourselves, and that we can just be a community of one faith and one baptism under you, which is our Lord and our Savior. So I thank you in advance, and it's in Jesus' name that I pray this prayer. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, y'all can tell that, number one, Kay is excited and, and very passionate about this, uh, <laughs> this topic. And with, with um, good reason, because I think your prayer just really said it all. Really, this is an object lesson um, because this could happen to any of us and probably has happened. And mm -hmm. then it's how do we respond? 
And how do we continue to build one another up versus tearing each other down? Yeah. And so your prayer was spot on, which it always is. But um, so, yeah. All right, Kate, go for it. I'm ready. So, yes, when we first, you know, got wind of this, my Bible study mind (laughs) immediately went to, hey, what can I pull from this? Um, to help me in situations that I might find myself in, uh, but also just to kind of get a temperature on where, um, like where where we all are in our love walk, you know? Mm. Like I, I feel like um, when we think about those Deuteronomy scriptures um, toward, I want to say toward chapter 10 where, Um, I think it was Moses. He was talking about what does the Lord require? Mm -hmm. And um, you know what? I don't even want to. Let's go there. Okay. Before we get to our main scripture, we're going to give you the scripture before the scripture. (laughs) Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 10, maybe verse 12. And if you have your Mm -hmm. phone or your Bible handy. It says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. And it goes on a little further after that. Um, He's telling them to circumcise their hearts, you know, to no longer be stubborn, Mm -hmm. to no longer be resistant. And it says in verse 17, because the Lord our God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. So as it goes on more, he starts to talk about why it's important to to take care of people Mm -hmm. when he's talking about, you know, what he requires and you know, I'm always thinking about, you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Before I start praying and asking for all of these other great, grand, and wonderful plans, am I doing the basic stuff, which is fearing the Lord? Am I, where is it, walking in his ways? Am I serving? Am I loving? And these things came to mind when I thought about, you know, how I respond in, in, in tough situations because I feel like just staying in this scripture right here would take care of <laughs> some of those attitudes and clapbacks that I might have when I'm looking at the speck in other people's eyes before addressing the wood mm-hmm. in my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this, we see Wendy, I think, ministering from her experience rather than her spirit. And that was like something I even journaled to myself as a, hey, Kay, lest you get prideful, lest you forget where you've come from, lest you forget what the Lord has forgiven you of, or lest you forget the sins um, that, that you have committed. Remember that I cannot, in, in, in good faith, help another young woman by telling her, you know, my long sad story and and trying to help her in my own power anything that i would try to do to encourage or uplift another person 
will have to be from the word of God and from his spirit for this exact reason, that mm-hmm. when we minister from our experience, we can get it wrong. Wendy thought she was doing her home girl. Well, they're, I don't know if they're home girls, but she thought she was doing Sister Tabitha a favor by saying, hold up, you might want to beware, be, 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 be cautious. But what it really looked like was she was hating. And I think... I mean, as parents, as mentors, a lot of times we do this. We see somebody's good news. We see that they have this excitement, this zeal about them. And our first response is to say, hold on, hold on. Don't be so excited. And I'm just wondering if some of that is because of hurt that we have experienced Mm -hmm. and not because, um, I mean, there are times when we want to give good caution. Don't get me wrong. It's it's wisdom to, to be cautious and to plan. And they say, you know, seek godly wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and there Be is led by the spirit. Right. But I'm just, you know, if I had to put myself in a younger person's shoes and I'm thinking about those times being, you know, young, wet behind the ears and I'm so gung ho, guess what God told me? And that older, wiser person, maybe instead of like hearing it all the way play out, they were like, girl, you just got saved 10 minutes ago. Go back. <laughs> Go back to your prayer closet <laughs> and marinate on. It happens all the time. And and young people, young Christian, I don't want to say just young people, because this is if you're young in Christ, you could be, mm-hmm. you know, any age, but still, you know, feel like you're new at this walk. Mm-hmm. And to have that kind of experience where you feel like you're high and then somebody, somebody brings, brings you, you a little low, your response is it, 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 it can be one of those, oh, now I'm dealing with church hurt and I need to go back home and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be fooled up with this. But before you go there, consider a Tabitha. Consider that, hey, if I know that sometimes I got to take the good and throw out the bad, mm-hmm. that sometimes in this Christian walk, I've got to sprinkle a little of that Jesus salt on it and, 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 and filter out what I can that helps me and that, you know, encourages me and pray about the rest. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, that that's one thing that's been kind of coming at me as we replay this, not so much the exact situation is what was discussed. And I think it also brings up, because the other side of this coin, um, we, we want to absolutely highlight the response mm-hmm. and, and what the scripture says about the response. So I want you to definitely get to the, the, the um, Bible verse that you were speaking of. Yeah. But also we want to look at um, the, the, the initial uh, word that was spoken that prompted the response, because like I said, it's all of us can fall prey to um, being used by the enemy and mm-hmm. allowing um sharp words to come out and, and, and those words hurt. And the scripture tells us about, there's so many scriptures about the tongue. Oh yes. There's so many scriptures that says, you know, it's supposed to be used to be, to build up, but it also says that, you know, um, it compares it to the, the, the rudder of the a boat, which is a very small thing, but it guides, it has a lot of control. And so it, it also, you know, the tongue, you know, while it is a smaller member, yet it boasts of great things and then it, and how a great forest is set ablaze by such a small fire and the tongue is a fire a world of unrighteousness so there's all these scriptures about the tongue mm-hmm. so we have to be very careful um 
in what comes out of our mouth. And there's so many scriptures that scriptures that help us to understand that and and how we have to be very slow to speak and 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 make sure that we're listening as the scripture says quick to listen um and slow to anger um we have to be very careful at what what our words because like you said that can bring somebody down when they were up our words are meant to uh, we're meant as a body in christ um to a body of christ to lift people up so the response of hey in this instance the persona of Tabitha, she got it right. Yeah. And that's how we want to look at it. In this instance, you know, Wendy's persona did not get it right. And, but we've been, I think everybody can say they've been on both sides of that coin. Yeah. And a good guide, I think, is also the scripture, rejoice when others rejoice. Right. Be sad when others are sad. Yeah. If somebody is rejoicing and you come with your rain <laughs> and your your galoshes <laughs> and your woe is me, Eeyore. <laughs> I was just thinking of Eeyore. I'm like, that sounds like Eeyore. <laughs> right? So even you, you might have a word of wisdom or a word of instruction or some caution to give. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, you... Man, I'm glad to hear you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, you can start with the positive. And and my former boss, she was so good at this. She would say all her emails had to be a sandwich. You start Mm -hmm. with a good praise. Mm -hmm. You put your concerns in the middle Mm -hmm. that that possibly, you know, touchy Mm -hmm. feedback. And then you end with some more of that good stuff. So that when you leave or when you're initiating conversation, Mm-hmm. You know, you're making them feel seen and heard and what have you. And when you're ending the conversation, hey, I'm leaving you with this blessing. I'm leaving you with whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that gets um, it's 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 good communication to 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 do that. Not only good communication in, you know, because we're a body of believers with, hey, there's diversity in all of us in every situation. And so keeping that in mind that. We are from different experiences, different mm-hmm. cultures, different background, et cetera, et cetera, that we have to, th- these are points that getting us to work together and to love one another and to work under, you mm-hmm. know, some, some experience of, of. Cause we remember in Ephesians, it talks about striving to the unity, right? Yes. It's not done until like there's unity. Come on. And there, when we're tearing each other down, there will not, there will never be unity. There will always be division. Um, and so we have to, like you said, there may be concerns, but how do we voice those concerns? And um, w- when we talk about how, maybe there was some concerns, some valid concerns, like you mm-hmm. said earlier. But rather than it be something done on a national stage, is that something, and this is something that we can all can take away. Re- when is the right time to the say right something? Time. When That's is, good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it may be something where I, you may say, st- you know, have something to share with me that right. I really do need to hear. That is a valid concern. Right. Um, but do you do that or, or do I do the same for you? And we're in a group setting or is it something where maybe you pull me aside and say, hey, sis, I need to talk to you about something. I just kind of want to make sure that, you know. As you're, as you're, as you're, you know, praying through this thing and as you are, um, really thinking about this particular decision that you have all the information you need to be able to make a good decision and Hey, maybe have you thought about this? Have you thought about that kind of thing? And that it doesn't, and, and making sure the person understands that it doesn't come from a place of malintent. Come on. 
But when it's done the way it was done, because we know it was probably done for ratings, because we know it was, yeah. you know, um, that it was to maybe spark conversation, spark a reaction. Those were not genuine intent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it could have gone very badly. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, it did for the person that spoke those words because it didn't shed her in a good light. Mm-hmm. Um, for the other, you know, person, you know, she did respond the right way and, and, and it's such a good lesson because, um, to your point earlier, I think you said, you know, sometimes when we respond, when we don't come back and clap back and I had to tell her exactly how I felt about the situation, people see us as weak. Right. And that's not, that's, it's complete opposite. When exactly. we, when we have that self-control. Ooh. So that's a good segue to Matthew chapter five. There you go. Um, so when all of this was, you know, kind of playing out, I thought, you know, the Bible tells us in a lot of different um, areas, hey, you've got to love your enemies and you've got to pray for your enemies. You've got to like do, it's like you heap, what is it, in Proverbs where they say you heap coals of fire on their heads when you do um, acts of kindness mm-hmm. or nice things to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, <laughs> is this really what you meant when you said pray for your enemies? And, and I think that Matthew 5 gives us a good rationale to, to what might seem impossible in the flesh. Let's put on our spiritual <laughs> goggles here and take a look at what the word says. So in Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 11 It reads, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, He's, this script, these scriptures are basically saying, hey, you are to be favored. You are to be honored when people are not saying such great things about you, um, falsely, of course, mm-hmm. on account of your, your, your spirit, man, and on account of your godliness. Now, if it were true and they were talking bad about you, no. <laughs> if, 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 if the things that are rumored and whispered are in fact and indeed true, then no, you, you probably won't feel blessed and favored. And but the, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then this, uh, there's a scripture um, in First Peter chapter 2 um, that really also kind of confirms uh-huh. the scripture in, in, in Matthew chapter 5, but and it says... For this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, and I think this is so um, pertinent, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly, right? God counts it as a gracious thing, but being mindful of God, Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, are we, and, it, and you talked about it uh, earlier, what would Jesus do? Being mindful of what would God, how would God respond? Being mindful of, you know, how he taught us, like you said in Deuteronomy, what his word says is about how we are to love, right? And then it goes on further in that scripture and it uses that very same word. It says, uh, when, when he was reviled, and, and it's talking about Jesus, he did not revile in turn. So we are not to, you know, somebody, you know, says something or wrongs uh, wrong us. We are not to clap back, as they say, but we are to respond in love. And that is not weakness. That is self-control. And God counts it a gracious thing. And we must be mindful of God. And I just think that all, it says, it, it, hey, yes. it, it, it says what it says. <laughs> Amen. And I, I, it's it's one of those things for me. Um, I'm going through the process of building a house, and my husband, who is, you know, I, I think it's hard. Like if a hairdresser goes to get her hair done, it's hard probably for them to maybe just relax and be a client and not a hairdresser. Same thing from a husband. Mm-hmm. He's having a hard time just being a customer mm-hmm. and not the GC. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe you're making this very um, uncomfortable and awkward. He's trying to micromanage the man, tell him, okay, when is this going on? Did you know? And he's like, yes, sir, I got it. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, babe, in order to establish some type of trust, mm-hmm. we have to extend that trust. And maybe it, 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 it may not be warranted for you in the beginning. Maybe he's not done to your standard, but the only way we're going to get the best from this man and make him feel good about coming onto our work site and doing a good job is if we have some honey. Let's not mm. use all the vinegar. Let's have some honey. Give in him today. a little autonomy. Yes, a yeah. little. So, and and I thought about that when we're dealing with people who need a little extra grace, I'll mm-hmm. call them. I don't like to call people difficult. <laughs> and I know you in a very customer service driven business, you know that there are certain customers that require more grace Mm -hmm. than others. And in those situations where people are requiring more grace from Mm -hmm. us, what better, what better words to remember than these that even if those interactions turn out combative or maybe not the way you intended by presenting your nice professional smile, when you continue to heap that kindness upon them, eventually you're going to get to the root cause Mm -hmm. of what their gripe is about because Mm -hmm. they can only fuss for so long. At least that's my experience. You you might have a different one because people and their money, that's when they're sometimes at their worst. Mm -hmm. Very true. (laughs) But to your point, you're right. You let them talk long enough and you listen. And I always tell my associates, they may go here, their level of, they may raise, right? right. But yours has got to stay even keel. And, and that's way, that way you can get them to kind of come back down. They'll talk more um, and then you'll really get to the root of things. And you'll understand that it is not about you. Come I had on. to learn that. And I'm, I know I give a lot of credit to my husband, but he did, he, he would, and I'd come home and I'd be griping about something and he'd always say, the customer, that person, it, you know, 
they're going through something and Come they on. have an issue that needs to be solved. At the end of the day, you don't have the issue, they do. But mm-hmm. how do you listen and and enough to where they'll eventually you'll get to the root of it and then how can you help? Because sometimes we just want to be like, oh, you know, um, and not have that grace that we need to have for people. And especially when, because when people are um, in their feelings, mm-hmm. um, then stuff isn't going to come out right. And clearly from the, our example tonight. It didn't come out right. It's not coming <laughs> out right. And that, that holds true for so many things. And how do we... Um, how do we respond the right way? Because it's very quick to just get in our, we get in our feelings just as quick as they are in theirs. Yeah. And then we respond wrong. And there, there, there goes the, the clapbacks and there goes the, you know, right. we, sh- we shut down or we're not going to do, or we're not going to extend that grace. Then there's the unforgiveness and the, you know what I mean? Right. And nothing is worse. I, I think, you know, a lot of the situations we've been given with dealing with have been out in the world, but now ministry, ministry is moving more from a top-down construct to a very team-oriented approach. And I think, depending on what your, you know, church experience background, um, I've come from a lot of small ministries where it's only been 100, 150 people. And anything, you know, anytime something had to get done, it, it needed to be kind of like we rallied together to get it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of envied, I haven't experienced it, but I always had this fantasy that, you know, in mega churches, they just have this endless budget and they can t- hire people <laughs> to do it and, and it gets done. But, you know, as we move toward this team approach and as we embrace the fact that many hands make light work, uh, hint, hint, VBS, <laughs> shameless plug, you know, we have to embrace that we're going to be working with lots of people and we have to use these, 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 this guidance from mm-hmm. scripture to, to make sure that we're representing uh, the body of Christ well. We can't have, you know, conflict within our own, t- our, our, our own uh, family. Family, and that's what trying to say thank you (laughs) and while we're you know working to to build up the kingdom we have to just be sure and and be mindful that you know the same love that we extend to to the stranger or whatever that we're living that as we um labor with our brothers and sisters in christ well i'm gonna go back to ephesians 4 because everything that we're talking about um i think you just touched on um it, 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 it goes back to this scripture because, like you said, um, it's not just for the, the ministry. It's not just from the top down. Everything can't be the, the, the pastor or just a few people at the top, a few leaders. Everybody is responsible. And so when we read Ephesians 4, starting at verse 11, and it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, 
to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human, human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head and into Christ. So, and then it says, from the whole body joined and held together by every joint which is with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in what love love that scripture is not there by chance it takes all of us it's not just for the pastor to sit there and tell us every week over week what we are supposed to do what the word of god tells us but it is that we are to go and do and he gave several different um, not just leaders, but teachers and, 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 and apostles. And he gave all of that so that all of that could work together in order to, um, to um, build up the body of Christ in love, to, to know that so we're not, we can speak the truth, again, in love. You know, when we do talk to our brothers and sisters and we talked about there may be times when we do have to say, hey, let's, you know, consider a little more wisdom. Hey, have you thought about X, Y, Z, but do it in love, not from a place of malintent. Um, and I think if anything that can be learned from this particular incident and many and this is just one incident, like you said, there's so many on on Facebook um, and or whatever social media platform it is, we've got to stop tearing each other down. We've got to build each other up and really be, because everybody's, you know, not everybody, but most people are on there and, and they're saying that they know Jesus, but <laughs> it's like, mm. what's his last name? Right. <laughs> Is when you start, how well do you know, you know, because like when I, I was at a church once and one of the things that they ask, um, like, just as you were, you know, kind of learning, this, I was, I was a new creature and this is like one of the first churches that I had joined. I wasn't at the right church yet, but anyway, a question they had was, um, who's Jesus brothers and sisters? And, and so as a new person, you know, new to scripture, new to everything, Trying to figure out the answer to that question, right? So I said, you know, do we really know Jesus? Who was his sisters and his brothers? Who was, you know what I mean? Like, it just made me think of that. I don't know why I got there. One answer is James. I'll tell you that. How about that? We know that one. How about that? But as a, as a, as a, as a babe in Christ, I was like, I have no idea. Like, is this a trick question? Is this a trick question, right? How... I don't think there will be any crowds in heaven for knowing. <laughs> but I say all that to say, do we really know him? Because if we knew him, we knew, if we really know his character, then some, a lot of the behavior that, has, that goes on wouldn't go on. There's no place for it. There's no place for it. Mm -hmm. Well, friends, we are wrapping up, and, you know, I just want to pull one more point from the um, prayer that Tabitha did because it really did stir me up. It, it stirred me up so much that I wanted to share with you guys this conversation. Um, she 
said to a woman that had tried to pretty much like embarrass her and call her out, she said, instead of trying to embarrass her back, I would rather pray that she finds somebody who loves and excites her the way that I love and I am excited about my husband and to, to grow his business and his dreams. She says, I pray this type of excitement and love finds you and anybody else who seems to not understand this. I pray that this type of love finds you. And I could not help but get excited about that prayer because to me, a person who has found and experienced the unconditional soul-saving love of Jesus Christ, I know that it is that love that has excited me and has freed me and allowed me to pursue this life of passion that I now get to live. Um, and I, I, again, I know that some people will read that and think, oh, she just want her to find a good man. <laughs> but I, I want to elevate our thoughts a little bit and think about how we can pray this prayer for any and everybody we come across in our daily lives, in our neighborhoods, in our grocery stores, everywhere. We can pray that. And we might think, oh, this person is aggravating because of the way they're chewing or walking or cutting me in line. You know, there's so many little things that set stuff off. But instead of just getting ticked off, I wonder if you could think, man, I pray that this person finds an excitement, a kind of love that allows them to maybe be a little more considerate, <laughs> if that's your real gripe. And like but, you said, that's Jesus. <laughs> he is our bridegroom. Yes, yes, he is. So that's my challenge for you guys. I, I pray um, that you can, can see that and maybe think of that as a, another response, an alternative response to the clapback. Amen. <laughs> And you know, okay, you were sitting when you were reading that part of the prayer, and this is the this is maybe my challenge or my 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 yeah. thought that I'll leave with. Um, we didn't have time today, but what I think um, this did was put kind of on the national stage uh, the institution of marriage, and mm. um, what it really shows that there are still good marriages there are more good marriages than people than you will ever see you know what i mean you'll hear about the divorces you'll hear about the man walked out you'll hear about a man being jealous of a woman's success or you'll hear about a woman not being content or whatever you'll hear about all those things right mm -hmm. you'll hear the negative but it's marriage is still a godly institution it is still a great institution and there are successful God-led marriages um, that are thriving and that and so where the enemy again meant to maybe I think there was a hidden agenda in that mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. to to bash marriages and and I just want to shout out that people need to know there are good marriages that are built on the foundation of God that's a good word and so I'll leave that there boom well, I think we need to bless y'all, just like Tabitha blessed Wendy. You feel up to it, Stephanie? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I love, 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 love going to our Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord. Um, 
for your divine object lessons, Lord. And we, we know that each of us have had the, the role of either one of these ladies. And Lord, your word is really teaching us that um, this is not the way that you choose for us to be. So Lord, let us look to your word. Let us consider, not only consider, but let us live to the standard that you've put forth before us, Father God. Lord, we are not to revile or return that, revile in kind, Father. We are to love that person. We are to meet them where they are. Lord, help us to be reminded that we are to consider that it, the spirit that is working in them and where it is coming from, a place of hurt. Um, let not our actions um, come from a place of hurt or be a response, or a reaction um, based on our feelings, but but instead a godly response. Yes, God. A, a response that you would be pleased with. Let us never grieve your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We pray that it was edifying. And, and while the enemy meant so many things and could have meant even this conversation to be utilized for for gossip, Father God, or for to, to, to hurt. Father, you allowed it to be edifying um, and, and for your word to go forth. And so, Lord, we, we thank you. Father, just continue to do a work in us. Continue, Father God. We are your children, and we thank you that there are times when you may chastise us and that there are times when you will do surgery on our heart, Father, in order for us to be the children that you've called us to be. And we know that you called us, that you predestined us, and that you're going to finish your good work in us, Father. And when and though it may not feel good when we go through these, these tests and these trials and these experiences, Father, we know that it all works for your for our good um, and for your glory. And so, Lord, for that, we say thank you. Thank you. And it is in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the Women's Ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.